We're going to get started in just a minute. But before we do, I want to talk to you about Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. This is what I use for my podcast, and it is fantastic. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the March or Die podcast. I'm so glad to have you with me today and looking forward to a great conversation around a topic that we all understand. The topic that we'll be discussing today is one that you understand, you have experienced, you may be experiencing right now. Even those who say they don't experience this, they know what it's all about, and that is the topic of fear. We all know what fear is in our lives. Uh, The question in front of us today, though, is how do we define fear? And on the other side of that, what can we use in our lives to defeat fear, to deal with it, (laughs) to manage it, to move on when that fear feels like and seems to be overwhelming? We're going to jump into that. But before we do, again, if you're watching the live stream, thank you for doing that. I love to have uh, this interaction and this connection. If you are watching the live stream, take some time later to go to wherever it is you enjoy your podcasts. You can download this episode there. Subscribe to the podcast so you know when new episodes uh, are pushed out. And for those of you that are listening to the podcast, I'd encourage you to do the same. Subscribe. And that lets you know when new episodes uh, are pushed out. And again, I do my best to uh, get a new episode out to you every Saturday. And uh, we'll continue to do that as long as you're listening. So thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, any comments, if you have some insights, some thing you want me to know, good, bad, or otherwise, uh, I'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and drop that in the comment section of whatever platform it is you are listening. So thank you for that. Fear. Fear is something, again, that we can all relate to. And, uh, man, as I look around the the world right now, as I survey (laughs) the world uh, outside of myself and inside of myself, I see a lot of things, and one of those things are scared people. A lot of scared people. We may use the word anxiety. We may use the word frustration. Often what those things come back to, though, is just fear. We're afraid. The future is uncertain. Uh, More information than we can process is being foisted upon us. And in the midst of it, we don't know what to do. So we find ourselves afraid. Fear is something that regardless of the battle you might find yourself in, you will experience. Every battle, (laughs) physical battles, relationship battles, spiritual battles, every battle that you would find yourself in in life over the course of your life will have an element of fear. Now that fear may come and then pass quickly. It may be a shadow that you have to walk through to get to the other side of the battle. But whatever you're facing, fear will be present. 
this has been my experience in, in my own life, relationally and spiritually, in those other areas. Uh, it's been my experience in actual combat. Fear is always there. We know what it is. We, we, we even know what it feels like, but we don't always know exactly how to deal with it. And I want to talk about this for just a minute today, uh, probably a shorter episode today, but I want to talk about fear. I'm going to do that by telling a story, and this is one I've told before. Maybe you've heard it if you've heard some of my other stories, but this is a personal story. Uh, as you know, I was uh, in the United States Marine Corps. I served with 1st Battalion, 5th Marines, and uh, with all of the things that we did, probably the most notable is that we were part of the initial invasion into Iraq in March of 2003. Our battalion was. In fact, our battalion breached the berm between Kuwait and Iraq and did a road march to Baghdad. So that was, a, uh, that was my experience in Iraq. Um, that that, that War, that invasion, uh, started on March 19th, uh, really into the morning of the 20th. And depending on uh, where you get your history from, it will either say March 19th or March 20th. Uh, I'll tell you, we started preparing for this several days before that. Uh, but really, March 19th, the evening of, morning of the 20th, we pushed into the country of Iraq. We, we moved from Kuwait into Iraq, and uh, so many things happened there. And, and I won't get into all those, maybe... Another podcast, another day, I'll tell those stories. But we moved for those couple of days and into another couple of days. And in all of it, everything that was happening, these, these things we were experiencing for the first time, uh, emotions, the, the physical aspect of combat, everything that was happening was new. It was uh, so up and down. It was emotionally charged. There was exhaustion that went along with it, as well as fatigue from not sleeping. <laughs> and a couple of days later, March 23rd, I found myself, along with our battalion, sitting on a very dark road, pushed into what the Marine Corps calls an operational pause, while other elements of the war were taking place. Our initial salvo, our initial uh, battle had finished, and now other units were continuing to deal with targets along the road to Baghdad. Uh, One of the battles that was taking place, and the battle that was taking place on that day, was in a place called Nazaria. Now, maybe you're familiar with the Battle of Nazaria. If you are not, you need to go and take a look at it. Uh, An incredible battle. Uh, Again, the 23rd of March is when it began, and uh, a lot of things happened there. 18 men, 18 Marines of Charlie Company, 1st Battalion, 2nd Marines were killed. Um, Several uh, AAVs or amphibious assault vehicles were destroyed. A tank uh, fell into or drove into a canal, and all the crewmen there died. Uh, An incredible, incredible series of events that took place over several days. Uh, When all was told, U.S. losses were 32 dead, 60 wounded, and 6 captured. Now, the 6 captured, you you probably remember this as well if you can think back to that time. So the Battle of Nazaria was taking place, an incredible battle. Also, (laughs) 6 U.S. soldiers were taken prisoner. Uh, Most notable of those would be a soldier by the name of Jessica Lynch, and she was later rescued. Uh, Again, these are facts of history that if you're not familiar with, you need to make yourself familiar with. The Battle of Nazaria, uh, the capture and then release of Jessica Lynch, an amazing series of events. So uh, all of that is taking place. We, my battalion, had been moving for several days without sleep. We're now sitting on a dark road pushed into an operational pause. Now all that means is we were told to stay where we were, while the Battle of Nazaria was taking place, and all of the assets that the 1st Marine Division had were being pushed to that battle. 
I'm sitting there in the middle of the night and uh, a column of uh, a few hundred vehicles, uh, about 1,200 Marines. We're sitting there in the middle of the night, exhausted, emotionally exhausted, spiritually exhausted, uh, just worn out from everything that was happening for the first time in several days in a quiet, stopped place. Off in the distance, Nazaria was happening, and I could see from where I was the explosions. I could uh, see some of what was happening well off into the distance. We could hear some of that. Because I had nothing to do, I was in the command vehicle for our platoon, and I had two radios. <laughs> it was a weird situation. I had two radios. One radio, I could hear what was happening kind of on the, the larger scale. Our battalion uh, radio traffic was pushed there and some of the news and some of the information. And then I had another radio uh, for our platoon, and I'm listening to both of those radios, and I'm hearing what's taking place. So now think about this. You experienced this in your life, maybe not in physical combat, but emotionally or spiritually. Uh, I was sitting in a dark place. I was exhausted from the previous fight. I knew that other things were happening I had zero control over, and I was listening to all of this be reported into my ears. <laughs> I heard about Jessica Lynch being taken prisoner. I heard about uh, all that took place with the, the U.S. Army soldiers in that event. I was listening to the casualty reports from the Marines in Nazaria. Heard about the amphibious assault vehicles being destroyed. Heard about the tank. Heard about the battles that were happening there. And all of this was going on. And, and in that moment of time, it became extremely overwhelming for me. I had not, up to that point, experienced the feeling of fear in the couple of days of combat that we had been engaged in. But in that moment, it was like the dark blanket of fear fell down on top of me. Can you relate to that? I think that's a feeling all of us can relate to. Again, maybe in your life it's not physical combat. Maybe it's something emotional. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's uh, some other type of battle, something that you're experiencing. But because there are things happening you have no control over, because you're exhausted from the previous battles, you find yourself in a dark, difficult place, and fear sits in on top of you. Again, I think we can all relate to that. It's crazy, and I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Sometimes I have to preface this, I'm telling the truth. When I was a kid, my dad made my sisters and I memorize scriptures, um, often at dinner, and sometimes in order to get up from the table, we had to memorize a verse. And so he would teach us these verses. One of the verses he taught us was from Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. I do not remember memorizing this verse, but as the dark blanket, the weight of fear fell down on top of me that night, just as quickly as that happened, this verse flooded into my mind. Uh, I didn't hear the, the voice of God, but it was as if God was speaking to me. I believe the Holy Spirit of God was. And this verse came to mind, Fear thou not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. And just as quickly as the fear came in, the fear went out because my gaze, if you will, my, my, my focus was turned from what was happening here to God who said, you know what, I'm bigger than what's happening all around you right now. That's my story. As I think back to those events, I, I frame them in what's happening in our world right now. So much of what, ha what is happening in our world right now is completely out of our control. 
There are battles taking place. There are casualties being reported. We have the news of the day, all of the bad that's happening around us, uh, being pushed into our ears all of the time. And if we're not careful because we're consuming all of this and we're fighting our own battles and dealing with our own stuff and we're exhausted from whatever's in our past and we're watching what's happening out here and all of the bad is being pushed on us, if we're not careful, we can be overwhelmed with fear. And what we need is for God to say, look, don't be afraid. It's going to be okay. But what do we do? What do we do when we find ourselves in the midst of the battle, afraid. I want to give you three thoughts. And again, this is not a comprehensive discussion. There's so much more that could be said here. But I want to give you three thoughts. And I'd ask you just to take these things and think on these things. And when you feel afraid, apply these three thoughts and see if it doesn't help you move forward when when the world around you seems to be falling apart. Because that's it. That's what we talk about. How do you move forward in the battle? Well, you have to sometimes deal with fear. What do we do? Well, first of all, we have to realize that fear comes into our lives because we know that we cannot control the outcome of our decisions. Here's what fear is. Fear is a realization that we cannot control the outcome of the decisions that we make or the decisions made by others. Fear, if you really kind of boil it down, it's a control issue. If you could control what people would do and how they would respond and the outcomes of your own decisions, you would have no reason to be afraid. Fear is the realization that what's happening over there, I have no control over that. The decisions my kids are making, I really have no control over that or how those decisions will impact their lives. The decisions that I'm making, I believe they're the best. I I think they'll get me to the right place, but I don't really know. Understand, foundationally, that fear is a realization that you don't have control. What's funny about this is some people will identify themselves as a control freak. I have to be in control of everything all of the time. Why? Because you're afraid that if you're not in control, things won't work out. Or at least not work out the way that you want them to. That's what control is. The other side of control is fear. The other side of fear is control. And if you're afraid, it's because you realize, I'm not in control of any of this. Fundamentally, we have to realize that. That leads us to the second thing, though. And and to me, this is such a freeing thought. We need to control the things in life that are ours to control. We need to control the things in life that are ours to control. So here's the thing. You fear what you cannot control, and fear becomes overwhelming when you're focused on what you cannot control. So instead of focusing there, why don't you focus on the things that you can control? Peace comes into our lives when we realize I'm not responsible for everything, but I will dedicate myself to being responsible for what I can actually control. Here's a silly example. I can't control the economy at large. 
I can't control the stock market. I can't control the decisions made by politicians who, who make decisions on our behalf. I, I can't control any of that. But what I can do is I can control my own spending and my own saving and my own investing. I can control preparing the very best that I can for whatever may happen. I can control that. So I should focus on that. I can't control everyone else, but I can control me. I can make decisions about my health, and I can make decisions about my spiritual life, and I'm, I can make decisions about my relationships. I cannot control the decisions of others, but I can do the very best I can to control what I have in front of me. That's liberating. Because I go from trying to control everyone and everything else, things I actually have no control over, to investing what God has actually set in front of me, to control what is mine to control. The third thing is this. So number one, fear really is an understanding that I don't have control. Well, I can respond to that by focusing on what I can control. The third part is this. We need to realize that hope is found when we look outside of ourselves. Hope is found when we look outside of ourselves. Here's what we do. We figuratively draw a circle around us, and that becomes our world. Those people that are close to us, the job, the situations, the life stuff, it's all in that circle. That's our world. We then look down into our world, and we conclude that what's happening in our world is all that's happening. And if it's not going well, then we can lose hope because everything we see is all that there is. Hope comes when we look up from what's happening in our world and look beyond to someone or something that actually is in control. As a Christian, I believe that God is bigger and that God is in control. When I was sitting on that road in the middle of the night, worried, (laughs) overwhelmed with fear because of the things that were going on around me, the words, fear not, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I'm your God. I'll, I'll help you. I'll uphold you in my right hand. What is that? That is elevating my view from my world, what I was experiencing, to something beyond Something, someone transcendent to God who is bigger than the decisions and the situations made by others. When you are afraid, you need to realize that what you're dealing with is a need to control. You need to let go of the things that you really can't control or have no right trying to control and focus on what you can control, what is yours to control. And then while doing that, look up from where you are to a God who is bigger and a God who actually does have the right to say, you should stop being afraid because I'm in control. This is a very interesting relationship. God wants us to trust him. God wants us to put our eyes on him. And so he allows situations to come into our lives that require that. But if you don't have someone outside of your circle, to look to in the most fearful moments of your life, then fear becomes something very, very difficult to deal with. So what do you do when you're afraid when in the middle of the battle, whatever that battle is, fear creeps in and it comes in from time to time. You think you've defeated it. It comes back. What do you do? Understand it's a need for control, controlling those things I can't. 
Focus on what you can and then look beyond your situation to God who is bigger. In every battle I've ever been in in my life, I've experienced fear. Battles relationally, battles spiritually, battles with my finances and with work and physical battles in real combat. Fear is ever-present. And fear will keep you from moving forward if you allow it to get a hold of your life. Look beyond, control what you can, put one foot in front of the other, and march (laughs) toward the real objective. Don't let fear win. Next week, we're going to turn our attention to the family and the importance of the family. So much is going on in our world that it seeks to undermine the importance of the family. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, But as we leave, I, I just want to encourage you once again, don't let fear get control. And remember, when the bullets are flying, you only have two choices. Whether it's related to fear or something else, you only have two choices. You can stay where you are and die, or you can march to the next position. Will you march or will you die? Here's the great news. You have the power to decide. Hi, I'm Beckett Cook, host of The Beckett Cook Show. I lived as a gay man in Hollywood for many, many years until I had a radical encounter with Jesus 13 years ago. Since then, I've gotten my master's degree in seminary and published a book called A Change of Affection. On my podcast, The Beckett Cook Show, I sit down with fascinating Christian scholars and thinkers to address the lies of the culture and bring the biblical truth to bear on those lies. To start listening now, go to lifeaudio.com or search for The Becca Cook Show on your favorite podcasting platform.